Hey guys, welcome back to Bustin' Experience. This is Brandon, and I have two awesome guests today. I have Stacy and Joe Burchard. Hi guys. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Good. So I brought you guys here because I wanted you guys to talk about your story, right? So you have your foster shirts on, and I have well one of them right there. Uh, so how long how long did you guys foster for? So what what kind of got you guys into fostering? What made you want to do it? Well, um, our son is uh, turned four. You know, we're kind of just in the opportunity, or you know, in that stage of our life to you know be able to do that, and we wanted to help, and um, yeah, it was just it was something we wanted to do, and that's um, kind of yeah. And I would say also his sister was a foster parent too, so that. Also encouraged us because we realized that's not as scary as we thought. Um, a lot of times, foster parenting gets a bad rap, or like mm -hmm. a lot of people are afraid to do it, are unsure, or uneasy. So it was good for us to see his sister go through fostering. Mm -hmm. So then we kind of were like, oh, okay, it's not so bad after all. So what did that process look like when you guys got started? Just kind of talk somebody that's brand new. Just kind of talk it through. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you take. Uh, six six or eight week course mm -hmm. and they just go through um, you know what to expect uh, the kind of things you need to know about uh, the kids and their situation that they're coming out of and just how to react and um, just a bunch of the stuff you need to know um, what type of uh, what type of family lives do they have uh, you know a lot of kids come out of um, domestic violence um, you know, the parents are addicted to drugs or uh, just just all sorts of things like that. But um, basically, yeah. to help you to help you to help a child in trauma. Okay. So kids who have traumatic experiences, like what you can do for them. So what kind of what was the class like? How did that go? It was. I mean, it's after for us. We went after work, and then it was uh, about two to four hours after okay. work you would spend yeah. to do it. A lot of paperwork and um, just basically it kind of reminded me of teaching stuff about kids. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things about kids and how to take care of children. So mm -hmm. it kind of goes along with elementary education and that type of thing. Go ahead, go ahead. And, and part, part, of, uh, part of their process too is, you know, they do a background check and um, they actually do a case study uh, for us. So, you know, they you know, ask us about our, uh, you know, our family, you know, so they just want to make sure that when they're placing kids that yeah. they're placing the <laughs> people, you know, they don't want to. They're not just throwing them into a worse so, situation. So they really yeah. do, they, for us, they yeah. do a really good job. Just, you know. Very thorough and um, just really looking out for the kids' best interests, trying to make sure they're in a safe place. So now, kind of your personal story, like what what was it like, I guess, because, you know, obviously we're friends. I mean, I assume we're friends, right? <laughs> yes, we're friends. <laughs> um, and, of course, we got to kind of be in it a little bit with you guys, and we kind of had that outside looking in perspective, but, I mean, you guys were going through it. Mm -hmm. um, and so when they first showed up, I mean, how was, how was that transitioning? Because you only have one child, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had two fosters, so obviously that's a huge transition mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time. Because mm -hmm. for me, I have three kids, but I had, you know, some years to kind of adjust yeah. slowly into it. With yeah. you guys, it was just, <laughs> and, and that's it. So kind of tell us, walk us through that, like how, how hectic was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to give you a little background, I know we didn't really explain it too much, but uh, we had two foster kids 
um, for nearly two years. So, and uh, total and in total, we've had three foster kids. Okay. Uh, the first foster child we got, um, we only ended up having like two weeks. Yeah. So, it's kind of a learning experience. You think that it might only be a quick thing where, okay, we had. Uh, the first kid mm -hmm. uh, two weeks mm -hmm. so we're like okay so maybe it'll be two months or you know six months but it ended up being two years you know and then wow, yeah. whether you know at one point there well there's a long period where we were thinking we might adopt them and mm -hmm. we were like willing to do that but it didn't work out that way so I mean it, I mean you, you treat these kids like your own kid you know mm -hmm. so it's um, you know it was hard but mm -hmm. we know we made a difference in their life Mm -hmm. so. Would yeah. you say it was hard to, I guess, to always remind remind yourself that that's even though it's not your kid, it's kind of your kid. Like, did you feel like you were treating them any different than you would Noah? Yeah. No, uh, that was kind of the hard part was mm -hmm. we were treating them exactly like we would our own children, yeah. um, which makes you completely bond with them and mm -hmm. you you get attached to them as you would any kid. And every time we've adopted or had any kids come into our home, we always say we're, we think we're going to adopt them because we just love them so much. But um, the other piece to it is like when they come in, they bless us in our lives so much and then we bless them and it's a win-win in that way. Um, a lot of people are afraid of a goodbye. So mm -hmm. most people will not even consider fostering because they're afraid to say goodbye to the kids. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, I found out that being on the other side of the fence, um, it's God does give you the strength to get through mm -hmm. it. And I guess I didn't think that I would be able to get through it, but he gives you the peace to um, go through the moment. And it's emotional. Like, it's, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, it's, it's yeah. perfect. It's no, no issues mm -hmm. at all because we were sad. We went through our tears and crying and, and frustration. But in the end, um, we were able to get, um, they offer through Heartland Foster Parenting, um, what do you call it? Grief and Loss, mm -hmm. Grief and Loss Counseling. So I asked for that for me and my son because Noah went through it in a different transition mm -hmm. than we did. We knew it was yeah. happening, so we already went through our mourning and the loss before. And then after they left, that's when my son started acting out um, with, you know, just the emotions of it all. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, going into foster care, it's like a, one of the things they train too is, you know, the the goal is reunification. Yes. Right? There's yeah. no, no doubt about it. Like, we wanted them to be reunified. But after so long, you know, having them almost two years, I mean, uh, you know, we raised these kids. Yeah. Like, so mm -hmm. um, our standard so high, we, we, you know, we want the parents to do a good job. We want them to take care of the kids good and treat them good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, our, our standards are so high for these kids, yeah. you know, that yeah. it's very difficult. But um, We really want them know, safe so. and happy. Yeah. But the good um, the good thing is is they do we do have communication with the parents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've been able to like video message them and stuff. So having that co parenting um, is Experience. actually like very beneficial. Yeah. To uh, at least stay in contact and keep keep an eye on them too. So yeah, and I mean, because these kids like they they become your kids after a certain mm -hmm. amount of time, like they really do. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you just lost your own kids in a way. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I can, like, you do have to have a heart, and I think you guys can agree with that, to, to do this, because it's, 
it's hard, you know, and just yeah. watching, I mean, obviously I've never fostered yet, yeah. but I mean, just watching it, like I know it weighs heavy on the heart. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Like, it's definitely a calling. And, and then at the end, they ask us for relicensing for Heartland. They mm -hmm. asked us, so why, what keeps you going? What keeps you keep saying yes to doing mm -hmm. this? And we just said, you know, we went into into it for a purpose of blessing other children that we knew needed a good place to be. And for example, when you think of the birth to three years old, how much they're able to learn mm -hmm. and grow in that short time and how much um, love and attention and conversations help them in the long term. Mm -hmm. So um, just the fact that they are learning so much and the thing that really makes me excited is we were able to take our kids to church and they learned a lot from church too. Mm -hmm. And one day um, our foster son, <laughs> say his name, uh, but one day our foster son said that um, he said, oh, well, Jesus goes with me on visits. Mm -hmm. So it just made me feel comforted knowing he knows God's with him wherever he goes. Yeah. And so, um, so that's an encouraging piece. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's crazy because, like I said, you know, we saw them as they entered your home and how much had, they had changed from the time they got there to, you know, when they left. And even though they were, what, how old were they? How old were you? They kids? were infant. Um, Sophia was five months old, and Raul was one month, or oh. one year old. One, one year old, yeah. And then they left at what age? Um, Raul was three, and Sophia was yes. two years old. So. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you guys, and what is it? The the most growth is between the ages of like what birth and like three or something like that. It's like two or three. Mm -hmm. So you guys really got to plant that seed mm -hmm. in their minds and in their hearts. So. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. kudos to you guys. And watching you guys go through that, like, yeah. you know. It's not easy. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, so much respect for you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank and you. so uh, I appreciate you guys a lot. And uh, so what was the organization? I know you said it a couple times, but mm -hmm. go ahead and mention the organization. Yeah, we love our organization. Uh, we're working through Heartland, uh, Heartland for Children. So if anybody's interested in doing Heartland for Children, it's a really great organization. Mm -hmm. Highly recommended. Uh, very organized, uh, very helpful, and if you need anything, you can communicate with people through email and they'll get with you immediately, and so um, it's a good experience for us to go through. We mm -hmm. feel like we're a good team mm -hmm. uh, because we had to work as a team to mm -hmm. do this, and um, I realized... We we're outnumbered. Like, <laughs> right? So we went from right. having one, <laughs> one child to having three, and we were outnumbered, and we... There's a lot of things that people don't think about when they foster. So for the first time, if you're ever considering fostering, I would definitely recommend just starting small, you know, um, and then working your way up. So. so what would you say, and, it, and the answer might be obvious, but what would you say is the hardest thing of fostering? Mm. I, what would you say? So far, than saying goodbye, I mean, that would, that would be I guess for me, sharing them. <laughs> sharing them, yeah. Yeah. I don't really like that part, but <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yeah. It's like we said, you you know, they become your kids, and it's almost yeah. just like, all right, now you got to share with these parents, yes. and it's like... Well, it's hard to share, <laughs> yes. I guess you could say. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully, though, uh, the parents are more impacted, too, and they get their stuff together, and it forces them to grow. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, I think to a degree, you got to think on their side as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because they lost their kids, you know, yeah. and that's that's their reality. Mm -hmm. Now, 
regardless of how they feel about that, you know, if they really want them back and they work for it, like, yeah. that's that would be great, you know, if they changed their lives and mm -hmm. they actually became a blessing to the kids yes. and learn, and you guys are still connected with them, so that's mm -hmm. a great, mm -hmm. that's great testimony right there, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see how that plays out. How's that been going, too, by the way, just the... Yeah, um, well, the mom's trying. I, I think it's um, a lot on her work right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things she has to get organized, and she just got them into a daycare, and... Very cool. Um, getting things organized, getting their um, sunshine health cards and all the things squared away. So it's been a lot of work on her, and she says, I'm busy mm -hmm. being a mom. And so I really encouraged her just keep being a good mom to them. That's all you have to worry about is just being a good mom mm -hmm. and um, trying to support her. So it's been going well. I mean, we hope for more. Like we always say, can you pet, can you give us a picture? Can you? <laughs> we always want more, but we'll, we're taking what we can get. So. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> Um, and so when do you guys think you're going to foster again? Well, well, we were just talking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we were, we are going to wait a few months just for our own son mm -hmm. and to let him, he's, you know, he's having a hard time too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like he's his yeah. brother and sister, you know, he's, uh, just turning four. So, it, you know, he's trying to figure everything out, you know, yeah. so it's, it's his we're He's going to give it a little more time, uh, but I think we're our plan was maybe a year, six months to a year, mm -hmm. probably. We're going to wait. Yeah, we were, I was thinking it'd be good for the rest of the year to just take a break. Um, a lot of the people that we've talked with said we need to take a, um, a time for grief and loss and just for mm -hmm. healing yeah. uh, from the situation so that we don't, you know, have any unresolved issues or just unhealed <laughs> hearts. So, um, but yeah, just wait till the end of the year and then think about 2021 and see what that brings. And so what was what was the process for uh, for Noah, for little Noah? Like how was that, you know, having him integrated with the other two mm -hmm. and then also them leaving? Mm -hmm. How did he deal with all that? Yeah, I think that in the beginning he loved it because it was instant friends for him. Mm -hmm. And so for him, he just loved, like the first little boy we had, he was there for a couple of weeks. He was best buds with him. <laughs> Uh, playing around so he loves having that and he um, when Sophia was really young he wasn't um, as good about being that big brother but as mm -hmm. time went on he became a good big brother and he was really like making sure she was okay um, and then when they left I think he's very confused um, because he he called them brother and sister and he he treated them as his own brother and sister and we treated them as part of our family so he was confused yeah. by that um, so, and he also shared a room with the other little boy. So mm -hmm. he had even more of a feeling like, oh, of absence. Um, mm -hmm. so he has a little bit of things to work through, but we're just trying to reassure him and giving him boundaries and, and teaching him that he's staying with us forever. And we're trying to mm -hmm. reinforce, like, uh, reassuring him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't honestly even think about that. Like, if uh, you yeah. guys just got rid of them, and he's like, "Oh my goodness, yeah. I'm probably next." Well, that's one of the and things. And he that did he at said, one point. Really? Say, yeah, he, he said, did. Am, am I going to visit next or something? So, oh. you know, so Man, it, I didn't think about that. Crossed his mind for a, a minute there. That, I think, oh. like when they oh, left for Christmas. Gonna, so we just had to keep telling them, "Look, no, you're not. You know, you're our son. Like, you're not going to visit, or you're not. You know, you're you're with us." So it was yeah. like just reassuring him that, and then I think he's doing a lot better now. Yeah, and we just had to try to tell him we're trying to help 
other people and so when someone needs help we're trying to help them mm-hmm. and sometimes that's easy and sometimes it's not easy and, yeah. and I think it's good for him to learn firsthand that it's okay to help others even if it hurts you yeah. in the process so. Man, I mean, if there's one thing you could just tell a new person that if you can just learn how to do this, this would help you a lot in fostering. What would be one piece of advice that you think is critical to being able to do it at least efficiently? What would you say? Good at fostering. Um, yeah. Patience, love. I mean, I mean, anything. Well, yeah, you definitely have to have some patience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know. Is as difficult as as it is, you know, having to deal like with sharing like uh, visits and uh, going to court and everything. I mean, you just have to be positive um, and just and just think of the the ultimate reason, like you know, why you're doing it. It's not really for ourselves that we're we're doing it. So it's it's like we just want these kids to not be in the same situation when they get. The, you know, older, like yeah. break the cycle mm-hmm. of whatever it was, if it's like drug addiction, where that they're gonna remember, you know, when they're an adult, like what it's like to be in a uh, a good environment, you know, loving family. So hopefully that that sticks with them, and you know, so just keep that in mind, and mm-hmm. it'll be a lot easier for you. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, Joe helped me a lot with being uh, positive because. There were times I got really down and having him to lift me up and say, let's focus on being positive even in the negative situations. Um, So that was really good to have him support me because I might have given up had I not had Joe to support me. And also I would say another another good thing for any new foster parent is a network. Yeah. So making sure you have a good mm. close family and friends and church and um, people that will support you. And so um, I joined an online um, Polk County Foster and Adoptive Moms page. Um, okay. So that helps a little bit, reading their stories and their situations and questions. Where can you find that? Um, it's on Facebook. Oh, so on Facebook, it's a okay. it's Facebook page, uh, Polk County Foster and Adoptive Moms awesome. uh, page. So that's one. And then they have Foster the Flock. So if anybody wants to help foster parents, in a way like making meals for them or babysitting for them or doing anything that they could do to help. Um, so there's Foster the Flock and then um, your church. And I know having a small group mm-hmm. and a church family um, and your and your family um, helping support you really, really is key because without that, you might just give up. Yeah. So yeah, it true. really does help you to stay grounded and remember that they all love your love these kids like like their own grandson, like their own grandchildren, um, and that really helps a lot too. And I think the other piece is like, um, don't be afraid to love. Like, mm-hmm. just remember that love always wins, and so even if it hurts you in the end, it's worth the love because love will never fail. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. That's good. Take us through. Uh, because I know this can be a frustrating topic, is take us through the legal system of everything. How is that? It's, it is frustrating. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, um, when you go through the legal piece, did you want to talk about it first? Sure. I okay. mean, um, so generally they have uh, the court, usually every two to three months they do a mm-hmm. judicial review, and then they, that's when they 
go either go through the case plan like is the, are the parents doing their case plan or are they not doing their case plan you know they decide like where the case should go at the judicial reviews so like whether it's adopt like okay we're just going to terminate the rights um, or we're going to change the case plan that's usually when they do it judicial review um, and then uh, what's the other one the thing that we learned along the way that we were not aware of was that they have a staffing before mm -hmm. the judicial review. Okay. Uh, so through experience, we learned the importance of those staffing meetings and how important it is that the foster parents are able to say their opinion or put in a word or even be there for that. Um, and it was hard because our case was out of out of town, so it was like an hour and a half drive just to get there. So, but. If it's closer and you got a, a child nearby, it's much easier to go in and be a part of every little piece because mm -hmm. if a foster parent's able to be there for staffing, that's when they talk things out, kind of like we're sitting and talking around the table when it's, yeah. it's in a more relaxed atmosphere. In the judicial review, it's more serious and more, you know, the, the judge is leading and you're not able to speak as much. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so really those are the, the two two big uh, things you would go to court for. Go to, um, but usually if we couldn't make it, we would try to do like a phone. Maybe we did that one time the phone, over the phone or something like mm -hmm. that. They can have you up on there. And you, you can do say a something. foster parent input forms and things like that. There's different ways to give your input. You can also email and things like that. So what would be advice for the parents that maybe are about to have their children fostered? What are some ways that, that you think that they could kind of be preemptive and avoid that happening? So what are some what are some advice that you could say, hey, you know, get your life together by doing X, Y, and Z, and mm -hmm. that'll avoid the kids leaving the house at all? Yeah, well, I mean, d depending on the situation, um, like if they're already taken, um, you know, just do your case plan. Like, I mean, that's that's what it's for. Is uh, uh, get, we, they want you to get your kids back, but mm -hmm. you have to do what the court wants. What you know, they're requiring. Like, get a if you're you know, if the kids were living out on the streets. You know, you gotta get an apartment, get a job. You know, mm -hmm. just um, just yeah, you just gotta work hard and get your case mm -hmm. plan done, and uh, you know ask for help from foster parents because yeah uh, yeah that's a huge one yeah, asking we, for we help. would definitely be willing to help and yeah um, so yeah i mean the communication is key and then um i think that sometimes i notice this feeling of like um like they're the feeling of resistance um against a foster parent mm -hmm. as if weak as if we took their Caused kids it. away from them and and that is definitely not the, the truth. The truth is, is that we're just really bridging the gap between this situation and you getting the kids back. Yeah. So we're literally bridging the gap. We're trying to help. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times it's hard uh, for parents to understand. And then um, if you're trying to get your kids back, honestly, the courts and everything, they're going to work with you. So yeah. as long as you, like Joe said, as long as you do what they say to do and um, you you know you make your effort and you come to the visits and they like you to visit your kids they like it when you um, have a job have a safe place for them to live mm -hmm. and that you have enough money to provide for them so because they they tend to want to bend over backwards for mm -hmm. unification right yes mm -hmm. because i mean i think that costs them a lot less money in the long run apparently 
I don't know the motive exactly, but like that's their main goal. Their main goal is always reunification, reunification. Mm -hmm. which can be good or bad, because yeah. especially so, if they keep going in and out, like that's not necessarily good either. Right. So. Yeah, and that happens, but um, we just yeah, have to hope for the best. It's it's really our our situation was kind of strange, but how it all worked out and why it took so long. It's not supposed to go, you know, more than a year. That's that's you know they want to reunify or terminate mm -hmm. by a year or at a year. So really, I didn't know that. So our you know so you guys are way over that. Was, yeah. it was just way over and. There is law circumstance for that, but um, yeah, uh, you know, there's some new laws coming out, yes. and they want to, you know, keep everything at a year, and and really that's, uh, it just is so hard after a year. I mean, the kid, especially the kids up, yeah, because uh, they're growing together, the age that we had, yeah. you know, they bond so much. Yeah, it's difficult on everybody, the kids, the parent, you know, the foster mm -hmm. parents, the parents. I mean, so. Really, less than a year is ideal, mm -hmm. um, and I, we've heard of it being even longer than two yeah. years. But the with the new laws coming out, I think they're you know, by a year you need to know what is going on. Yeah, yeah. that's what they it's want. Being in limbo. If it's taking yeah. you more than a year to get your kids back, I mean, there's there's an issue somewhere, yeah. and they you know they need. To make a decision. <laughs> like, all right, guys, come on, pick it up. Yeah. Pick it up. But I mean, that's the system for you too. Yeah. Unfortunately, like it drags their feet, and it's just not good for everybody, mm -hmm. you know. But I mean, that's just kind of the world we live in, man. But I'm I'm so proud of you guys, and I know it was hard. And uh, mm -hmm. is there anything else that you guys want to say that's on your heart that you would like to share with anybody? Yeah, um, I guess I'm just thankful to have friends like you and Stephanie, and obviously close friends really help. Um, yeah. a lot and then also um, Echo was really really good about being a good ministry Echo is right there to help um, with foster parents and they'll, they'll help give you clothes and give you things that that the kids need yeah and so they were really really good about things like if you needed something they would definitely help so um, just having the help the support from Heartland and Echo and different different things was also yeah. good yeah and a lot of people might not know that you guys had a lot of support as we far did. as financially mm -hmm. uh that i mean because i believe even daycare was taken care of right yes. for them yes. and uh anything you guys needed so mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a good point too because i think that might be a turnoff for some that's people another thing people get worried about is the finance piece yeah and that was the main reason why we didn't think we could even do fostering. Mm -hmm. um, we thought that that would be too much money for us. Mm -hmm. um, ends up that they do um, give you a stipend each month per child. Okay. Um, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say, like, am I allowed to say how much? I mean, but they give you a stipend to help with room and board and mm -hmm. simple expenses like you're going to be paying for. But they also provide a lot of things. Sunshine Health covers all their medical issues. So if like for example, we had um, our little foster boy had to go in for stitches and a mm -hmm. surgery while we had him, and so that that was all covered. We didn't have to pay out of pocket for anything medical. That's awesome. And then the other piece is the food. So there's food stamps available for us. Um, uh, WIC, there is WIC. WIC. Yeah, um, WIC covers some uh, for food and things, and then so just reaching out to those organizations to get the help. It just kind of feels like you're bouncing around to try to get what you need, but um, that the, the the things that you need are there. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, so it's a lot of work is what you're saying, but it's it, worth it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not easy. It's not like, oh, you know, one stop. It's, yeah. it's like you'll have to make your rounds and definitely couldn't have done it without him. He did a lot of paperwork stuff mm -hmm. that I didn't do. So there's a lot of paperwork side of it. And then there's... Well, it's just, it's it really is unbelievable the kind of support you get. You can get, yeah. you know, and... Um, if you need it, you can... There's just, there's just such a need for foster parents right now, too. So, I mean, you just... Um, yeah, if, if you are interested, mm -hmm. uh, definitely do it because mm -hmm. Polk County and Hardy and it's just unbelievable how many kids yes. uh, need to be in a good home. Yeah. And um, do you know how many kids are in foster right now? Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but uh, I remember hearing the last the last time like how many kids need placement. And I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. No, I know it's a lot. And I used to know the number, but I for yeah. I forget. I forget. And I just want, I want to it out, like it's it, it's like nearing at least a thousand. Yeah, I it's in the thousands. I mean, yeah. our licensing counselor just said that fostering has reached all time high, and there's so many kids in care with no foster parents to yeah. to take them in. And it's, and so, it's always better to have them in a foster home, you know, rather than like a group home or something, because yeah, you have young kids with older kids and. You know, this the whole situation, um, learning, you know, bad things from older kids. And mm -hmm. it's just that more one-on-one -on -one care that you can get them is always going to be better than, mm -hmm. you know, a big group home or, you know, whatever. So. And I think a part of that, too, I think um, the reason the number just tends to grow is because especially in today's society, we live in a world of personal responsibilities at an all-time low. Like, I can do whatever you want. You can't judge me, you know. And then they go out and have as many kids as they want because there's no... Uh, there's no moral grounding or whatever in their own minds and then it takes people like you to step up and to, and to do that and it seems like that margin of people is becoming less and less mm -hmm. while the margin of people that I can do whatever the heck I want and everybody has to deal with it tends mm -hmm. to grow mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of just it's sad to see you know because I mean you really do based on your decisions good or bad it affects every single person around yeah. you mm -hmm. and so yeah. um, and I'm, I'm just glad to have people like you that stand up and you know try to do what's right and to help as many people as you can um, because it's definitely getting darker, it seems like, in the world. So, yeah. but thank you. Yeah, yes. but um, I mean, we're at 30 minutes, and I mean, we can talk about whatever uh, if you guys wanted to say more, um, but we can also wrap it up. So, what do you guys want to do? I think. I think that's all I can think of. I think of. the only things I was thinking for sure is number one, most people are deterred by money. Yeah, and agreed. So, just there's a lot of available resources for that, and then. The other major reason people don't want to do it is because they're so afraid to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, but they even have um, counseling and things available for that piece. Um, so there's a lot of um, avenues. And I guess for us, it was like never get weary in doing good. Mm -hmm. You know, just keep doing good. And, um, and then also I feel like it's the church's responsibility to stand up for the orphans mm -hmm. and the widows that need help. And mm -hmm. so that's just one way to help. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you hear that, guys? It's not for the faint of heart. So if you want to prove yourself <laughs> that you're strong, foster kid. Yeah. <laughs> right? You'll come out stronger. Right. <laughs> Outnumbered. I did it. I'm pretty sure I got some gray hairs. Uh, yeah, I got gray hairs. I can see it, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, it was I'm, worth it. It was worth it. I don't know if you guys answered. Did you guys say when you hope to foster another one? Did you guys give an answer? We're planning 2021. That's our 2021. Plan. Mm -hmm. Right? New Year's and New Year's kid come in. Yeah, New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they kind of, they, 
they ask you when you're ready, right? It's not just yeah, like, yeah. So at first we kind of felt like the pressure to say yes to another one right away. And they said, no, we recommend mm-hmm. that you heal first, uh, take some time to your family and then come back. And so they re- recommended us taking a break. So I was like excited about that. Cause I thought maybe we'd ha- feel this pressure mm-hmm. to take another one right away. So yeah, I guess yeah. they said when we're ready. So. Did you guys, did you guys know, um, cause you guys went through Heartland. Did mm-hmm. you know, um, Darlene Rogers? Do you know her? That name rings a bell. She's, uh, she's, I wouldn't say she's, an, if, she, if you're watching this, I'm not trying to, I'll, I wouldn't say she's an old lady, but mm-hmm. she's, she's older. I think in her mid to late forties, maybe early fifties, mm-hmm. uh, shorter black hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I, I actually grew, grew, not grew up with her, but like I was in the same church when I was a little kid or whatever. Aww. So like I knew her. So when I went to the class, cause I went to the fostering class, uh, I saw her, I was like, Hey, she's like, Hey. Oh, and so, so cool. we actually reconnected that way. And uh, so if you hear this, shout out, I'll probably tag you in, the, in, in Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of good people there. Aww. So I just didn't know if you guys that's knew awesome. Yeah, we had, we really like our own. So. I guess that's another benefit of fostering is you meet so many great people. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, you we do. We have met amazing people and some of them would be your guardian and litem that you love. Um, another, I mean, every single month the guardian litem comes to your house and meets with the kids. And mm-hmm. so we've, she's become part of our family. Yeah. And shout out to Linda for it. <laughs> we love her. Um, but yeah, there's lots of people that you can bond with and mm-hmm. meet. And um, so it's not just you and, and you alone. It's mm-hmm. it's a tribe of people. Yeah. So. Did you guys take the uh, the ACE test? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Can, can I ask what you guys got? Oh. Do you remember? I think mine was really. It was like high. Isn't that the? Is yeah. It good the higher. High? The high, no. The higher you are, the worse it is. Oh. The, so mine was really low. I yeah. think mine was at the like the low end, like zero to one. <laughs> yeah. Mine was probably down there too. So for those of you that don't know, you have to take a test when you go to fostering class. It determines on how how jacked up of a childhood that you got, and <laughs> or how traumatic. Yeah, well, how traumatic, I guess, is what they say. So it's like zero to ten, and it's like ten is like you went through so much, and then zero is like ah, you went through nothing. Yeah. So what'd you say you got? I probably had a zero to a one. Zero to a one. What'd you get? Say. Yeah. I got a ten. So. Oh, probably. <laughs> so he, he is a miracle right here. Right. Honestly, I was uh, I was looking at the because they said based on your scores, they said. Um, uh, you had a more statistical chance of like, you know, doing drugs, you know, right. having sex with like 50 plus people. Uh, and they just, the list went on and on. And I'm like, I avoided all that. Like yeah. I avoided all that. And I was like, yeah, that's my goodness. So, yeah. Like I was just like, I don't know why, but it was just God looking out for me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you want to dig into your own stuff, you know, and find out what kind of person you are and like how much you've avoided and like the statistics and everything, mm-hmm. take the ACE test guys like that. Mm-hmm. That was kind of an eye opener. And even for Steph, it was funny cause she got like a, a one and, uh, mm-hmm. she looked at mine and she goes, Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. It's <laughs> amazing. Really? And, um, and wow. then after that I went to the, um, cause the teacher, like, you know, you hand them in and she saw that I had had a 10 and she goes, us tens have a good sense of humor, Aww. don't we? And I'm like, we do, we do. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, so yeah. So if you guys want to know why I'm so crazy a lot, that's why. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, but oh man, good stuff. Uh, anything else, guys? Before we kind of wrap it up, I think that's it. Uh, maybe give a shout out to Heartland. Maybe mm-hmm. just say how people can find them or get a hold mm-hmm. of them. So how can they get find them? Yeah, um, Heartland. Heart- www.heartland. I think I have it here. Uh, yeah. Heartland. Heartland. Uh, 
so trying here, to make can, sure heartlandsforchildren.org. So here you go. If you would like to look it up. So, um, so you can literally go on there and they have, right now if you want to foster teens, they have their pictures right up there on the website. So if you're interested, uh, www.heartlandforchildren.org. Very cool. And I'll probably try to find a way to tag them in, in this mm -hmm. video. Maybe yeah. you'll see it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, so make sure you guys hit that like, that you subscribe, uh, check out Heartland because they are a really amazing organization. And they definitely need a lot of help. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no shortage of opportunity there. And uh, see what you can do for them, guys. And I thank you guys so much for being friends, for uh, what you guys did for those kids. Thank you for coming on and sharing your stories. And uh, I love you guys. All yeah, right. Thank you so much for having us. So see you guys later. All Bye. Right. Bye.